0: Welcome into Rover Sports. Uh, how are you guys doing? Welcome into the show today. Um, for today's topic, I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about um, the NFL award season. You know, we're about a week out from the games kicking off for the NFL season. The games are going to be kicking off in Canton, Ohio, we're going to have the Chicago Bears playing the Baltimore Ravens, and I believe that that's going to be a very intriguing game with Lamar Jackson, with Robert Griffin, to really see how the Ravens are going to play against the Chicago Bears. It's going to be Matt Nagy's first football game as a head coach in the NFL as well, so two exciting teams, and then it kind of is nice because the players can decide to stay over there and relax. And then on Sunday, we usually have that football game, but now we don't. We have an empty day. But now it kind of all the attention will be on Saturday, which it should be, which is the Hall of Fame induction, which is going to be a spectacular grouping and a spectacular class of well deserved players Randy Moss, Erlacher, Ray Lewis. Brian Dawkins, uh, I think Jerry Kramer, it's a sensational group. And Owens was also voted in as well, even though he, of course, infamously will not be attending. Let's talk about the NFL Awards. Let's preview the NFL Awards before it's too late. This channel, in the past, this channel, now I could say podcast, in the past, let's just say, Let's just say maybe five to six months of this podcast is all about previewing and finding interesting ways to kind of rant and preview about the NFL season. And some of these videos have been fun to make. A lot of them have been fun to make. A lot are over the top. They're definitely bold takes. I try to be bold and have takes. A lot of people will just predict the winners. Of the divisions, and a lot of people will just think that the NFL is going to stay the same. But really, the NFL has shown that from year to year, it's a completely different beast. And oftentimes, preseason hype and expectations do not match up to the way that teams are actually built, to the way that things actually arrive during the regular season. So, without further ado, I am going to go ahead and I am going to Preview my Rover Sports NFL Award prediction video. So let's start off with the young guys. I'll analyze the guys that can win the awards, and then I will pick the awards. So for the rookie of the year, I am first going to go with the offensive and the rookie of the year. And to me, this is between two guys and one of these guys I care about a lot. It is either Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants who I and a lot of people on this show care a lot about his progress behind Will Hernandez, uh, behind Eric Flowers, Nate Solder, Brett Jones, this offensive line that the Giants are going to have, and at right guard who knows if John Jerry is going to survive and is going to make it out. So, it Saquon Barkley, I know that Latavius Murray really benefited from Pat Shermer. I know that Shady McCoy, when he was playing with Chip for a year, benefited from Pat Shermer and his offense. I know that there's going to be an emphasis on running the football, that it is going to be a 50 50 slate. And it's not going to be like the McAdoo offense that put Eli in a horrible position to fail by throwing it 47 times a ball game. I know that the Giants are gonna run the ball. I know Saquon is immensely talented. And look at Ezekiel Elliott. Look at Todd Gurley look at young running backs leonard fournette had an uh, had an awesome season last year uh there are guys that can come out in the nfl and actually your first four years is when you're at peak of powers really at the running back spot and if you're a legendary back like a peterson then like an adrian peterson uh maybe like an ladanian tomlinson then you can carry it through the year six and seven but for saquon barkley right now I mean he had a lot of mileage at Penn State and he's cu- he's coming in and he's ready to rock and roll and he's ready to take over. He's also going to be playing in the New York market. Everybody's going to be watching this kid. A lot of primetime games and that's going to creep into the viewers' minds as well. The other guy that's going to compete with Saquon Barkley certainly, that's a high profile guy, is a quarterback and that quarterback is going to be Josh Rosen. For all the antics of Josh Rosen for all the political statements for all of the you know bashing of Alabama football for him talking about issues other than football which is code for Josh Rosen talking about controversial subjects and pissing off a subset of people while pleasing another group of people, that's when people mean Josh Rosen has interests outside of football, because it's either that a player has interest in playing video games. It's either a player has interest in, the, in Fortnite and he's immature and distracted, kind of like Paxton Lynch playing treehouse at Memphis with his with his buddies, kind of that distraction. Or it's that this guy is on social media and this guy's very outspoken and, he, and he's, and he's talking about should college players be paid? Should we have to go to class? He always is asking the why. And sometimes as a coach, that can be a headache that you won't just have guys that are just listening, that that take in what you're saying and kind of just applying it. So Josh Rosen could be hard headed certainly, and that is why he slipped to number 10. It's because he got hurt a little bit, he was hard headed, and he had contradictory statements from high school coaches and people that have been around him. Some think he's too to himself. Some think that anyway some think that the guy is just a prima donna that he won't you know that he that he that he's cocky and all of that and that is why josh rosen slipped till the 10th spot in the nfl draft because but if you look at this guy's film one the guy is an unbelievable thrower of the football two Ever since he got to Arizona, he's really matured. Three for Josh Rosen. This is a great location out in Scottsdale. Won't be too distracting. He has a mature coach in Steve Wilkes. That even though he hasn't coached a lot of football, he's a very personable head coach. You then have McCoy. I, I forget his uh, first name. Uh, he was the he was the coach of the uh, of the uh, San Diego Chargers. Now the L.A. Chargers. I don't think it's Steve. It's Mike McCoy. And McCoy was a guy that in Denver was very conservative, but he does run a pro style offense that Josh Rosen will like. And Josh Rosen will be a quarterback. Josh Rosen will be a quarterback that will play a lot of games. Sam Bradford is not going to stay healthy. Players are already raving about Josh Rosen. And even though I said for the Giants, it was a good idea to pass on Josh Rosen. It's because when you have a franchise quarterback, you're making an investment. And kind of like Aaron Rodgers, there's going to be years where this guy, Josh Rosen, where his personality, could be a little Russell Wilson-ish, where some teammates are going to like him, some might not like him. He's going to be successful, but it might not be the smoothest of rides. And also for the Giants at that time, I really love Davis Webb, and I do like Kyle Lauletta. So I knew the Giants with Eli, for them to win another championship, they needed to bring in an impact player like Saquon or Bradley Chubb, and they did just that. But in terms of will Rosen be successful, I'm putting put it on record right now. Rover sports here. I believe that Josh Rosen will be very successful, especially his first few years. And he will have years where he will definitely overall be a starter for a long, long time in this league. And I think could possibly even win Super Bowl. So out of all these quarterbacks, Rosen and Mayfield really separate themselves. Now, Baker Mayfield, when we're talking about rookie of the year, Baker Mayfield's going to be behind Tyrod Taylor. Josh Rosen is going to play at least 12 to 13 games. Rosen is going to take the Cardinals to about seven wins, eight wins. Just like Cam Newton put up monster numbers, Josh Rosen, there is a chance he's going to put up nice numbers. There's a chance that Ricky Seals-Jones, that that Larry Fitzgerald, that the guy still on that, uh, still you know catching the football, Christian Kirk, J.J. Nelson, there's still a chance that these guys are going to be able to click out in Arizona. So josh rosen is another guy that can that can compete then let's look at a couple of sleeper picks for the awards where you can get good value anthony miller out of chicago was a brilliant pick the 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 bears drafted brilliantly this year i was a huge fan of the james daniels out of iowa pick and then roquan who is eventually going to be a very solid contributor in this league but then and then you have so you have Anthony Miller, who I believe is gonna catch a lot of passes from Trubisky, gonna make a lot of splash plays, and he is going to be one of the top ten, top twenty wide receivers in football within two to three years. Because Anthony Miller, he has everything. He has speed, he, ha- he can, he in terms of on-ball skills or, or, or ball reaction skills, the guy can high point a football. The guy torched Mike Hughes, he steps up to games, he steps up to the competition. Every time Memphis had a prime time game, he loves the moment. And you need guys with that kind of personality that are gonna be successful. So he was just an outright beast at Memphis, People just didn't like him because he couldn't run at the combine and because he came from an AAC school. But Anthony Miller is going to be fantastic with Matt Nagy. And then Ronald Jones out of USC. Incredible highlight tape. Not a very outspoken guy. And kind of falling in between the cracks. When people talk about this rookie class, they look at Darius guys from the Redskins. There has been some carry-on Johnson hype with Matt Patricia and a new focus on running the football. But Ronald Jones, to me, is a guy that can take it from zero to 60 and a guy that can take it to the crib. And I want to see if Jones can be a Kamara this year, if Ronald Jones can really be successful. So I believe, too, that Bucks offensive line has Alex Kappa. That Bucks offensive line has Ali Marpet, Donovan Smith. There's good players on the Bucks offensive line now. So I look at Ronald Jones, and he's going to be in that race as well. So I took a long time kind of on the uh, rookie of the year selection, but nevertheless, let's get to our defensive rookie of the year. So I picked Saquon Barkley. I'm going to have a tiny bit of fun on this one, and I'm going to pick a guy that's not a first round pick. I'm going to pick second rounder Carlton Davis out of Auburn. I watched Carlton Davis. He's a big, he's a physical cornerback the guy is a big cornerback he's handsy in a decent way meaning he's aggressive he'll step up and face guard you and the bucks have one of the worst secondaries in football vernon hargraves hasn't you know hasn't performed like a lot of people expected. He hasn't turned out like a lot of people expected. Chris Conti, this is not a good buck secondary, and there's going to be a hindrance. There's going to be a dependence on Carlton Davis to step up. If Carlton can intercept some footballs, there's going to be a chance that he's going to be here for this pick. A couple of guys that are honorable mentions for this pick, Leighton Van Esch. guy's a tackling machine, hustles to the football. Place for a big name brand in Dallas Cowboys. Leighton could have a very successful year. Jalen Smith is a good player as well that I've liked coming out of Notre Dame. So that Dallas linebacking core. As much as I rag on the Cowboys, I didn't dis- I- I- I'm kind of more on board with the Van der Esch pick. And then you have Derwin James. From the Chargers that's playing in Gus Bradley's cover three system. They're trying to turn him into another chancellor from Gus Bradley's days in Seattle. So, so Derwin James is a very, very talented player. And that was a great pick by Telesco and by Tom Telesco in the in the LA Chargers. And then Bradley Chubbs, another guy that Von Miller's going to be helping. Shane Ray's going to be helping. Brandon Marshall. It's a very talented defense. DeMonte Pico in the middle, Derek Wolf. The 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 Denver Broncos have very talented players on that defense. And uh we'll see. If Bradley Chubb can live up to expectation, but I'll go Carlton Davis. Then for the coach of the year, Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are going to go 12 and 4. They are going to win the NFC West over the Rams handily. The Rams are going to be 6 and 10. The Niners are going to be. Five, the Niners are going to be 12-4. and four. The Rams will fall. I said that the Rams will be lucky to get to five or six wins because that chemistry doesn't just come together overnight. There's a reason why Talib was available for trade. It's because he's older and because his temperament is getting worse with his age. There's a reason Marcus Peters was let go of Kansas City. Why would a good player who makes tons of interceptions be let go? right in the prime and right when he's young in in terms of his career. And it's because of his character. And his character has always been, ever since he was at Washington, a huge question mark and, frankly, a huge negative mark on the guy's overall player profile. Then you have Indominus Sue, who has been to Detroit, who's been to Miami, and Miami let him go and got back Quinn And to tell you the truth, Miami is unloading because that culture just did not seem to work with Sue in it. So now you're adding this culture. You have a young coach that is still young at 34, who I know had a very successful season, but all the expectation is on the Rams, all the expectations on Todd Gurley. He's got that incredible offensive rookie of the year type year. Uh, off of his shoulders or that bad sophomore season. He's got that out of his system now, but he's feeling overly confident. He's feeling really good. Jared Goff is a guy that I don't really believe in. Long story short, this isn't a diatribe about the L.A. Rams. This is why the San Francisco 49ers are going to win the NFC West. They're going to win the West. Kyle's going to bring them to the NFC Championship, and they're going to win the NFC Championship, and they're going to go to Atlanta, and they're going to win in Atlanta, which brings me to my next point. Jimmy Garoppolo will be the MVP of the 2018 season. This isn't to butter up with the San Francisco 49er fan base. This is truly me believing in the powers that be of Jimmy Garoppolo. If you read the profile on Bleacher Report, this guy hasn't taken a misstep in his NFL career yet. This is the year. You look at Derek Carr, you look at Carson Wentz, two young guys that nearly won the MVP award if they would have stayed healthy. Teams come out of nowhere. Shanahan and the Niners are coming. Sherman's on this team. Winners are all over this team. Dante Pettis. This is a team that, although it doesn't look incredible on paper, especially defensively, there's a lot of, you know, the linebacking core doesn't look perfect to, you know, Eli Harold's okay. You know, you have Ruben, um, you know, Jacarski Tart. These are not name brand guys. Colbert is young. Okay. Wiverspoon is young. This is a team in San Francisco that I have faith in. I have faith in Kyle. I have faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. And I have a lot more faith in in the structure of the organization than I do last need in the Rams. And I have more faith in the Niners than maybe the Saints. I even have more faith in the Niners than the Eagles, than the Giants, than the Packers. But the comeback player of the year will be Aaron Rodgers. Looking back at all the moves, I kind of like what the Packers' new general manager, Brian Goonhorst did. He let go of Jordy Nelson. He was a little bit older. I know it would have been great to keep him. It was a little bit disrespectful to Nelson to leave him. He's meant so much to the community. You root for guys like Jordy Nelson, hardworking guys from K-State that are heroes in Green Bay. Sad to see guys go. It's a part of the business. Jimmy Graham comes in best tight end that that Aaron has ever had, best red zone receiver that Aaron's ever had. Rodgers now has a girlfriend. Rodgers now is more focused than ever, and Rodgers has a cornerbacks in his roster. Aaron Rodgers now has Jair Alexander on the ball club. He has Josh Jackson on the ball club, and he also has uh, the guy uh, last year, Kevin King. So you have very good corner racks. Ha, Clinton Dix is there. Uh, you also have Tremaine Williams. Tr- so Tremond Williams. You have unbelievable set of safeties now playing on that defense that finally can match your linebacker consistency that the Packers have of Martinez, Clay Matthews, Nick Perry. So Green Bay is going to be a very good team. They're going to win the NFC North and Aaron is going to win that prize. But now we look at, at teams that will be good. The assistant of the year will be Matt LaFleur. I think LaFleur is going to get a head coaching job. I think LaFleur is going to have his chance in the Midwest maybe. When you look at the Browns, when you look at the Bengals, I think the Bengals could be a fit because LaFleur is from Michigan originally or the Jets are going to open up. There's going to be a lot of teams in the AFC that are going to be looking for head coaches. You know, When you start to break down the head coaches in the AFC, whether it's Vance Joseph, Anthony Lynn, Some of these inexperienced coaches in the AFC are not going to work out. I mean, the coach of the Colts is decent. Is Doug Marone still going to be in Jacksonville with all the expectation? Um, it's going to be fascinating. There's going to be coaching vacancies. D. Filippo of the Vikings, but my guy, Matt LaFleur, I believe the Titans get to 12 and 4, 13 and 3. And this Tennessee Titans team is going to win the AFC South going away. And Mariota's going to have an absolutely huge year. So I brought, I told you. And then the offensive player of the year, the offensive player of the year is going to be a guy in the AFC that is going to have an incredible season, and that is Pat Mahomes. I am picking the Kansas City Chiefs to meet the Niners in the Super Bowl and Pat Mahomes is going to have a magical year. He's going to be second in the MVP voting Jimmy Garoppolo. I couldn't be higher on Pat Mahomes going into the season. I saw so much in the Denver game that I loved. If you dissect that tape and you watch Mahomes, he was magical in that even one game of action. Andy Reid is a quarterback whisperer. He's able to get the most out of quarterbacks, and there's such a resemblance between Favre, between Donovan McNabb and Mahomes. McNabb was able to improvise, play loose football. Andy Reid's offense is loose. You're going to throw the ball a lot. You're going to take a lot of deep shots during the football game. And now his offense is very elite. You know, with Travis Kelsey, with with Hill, Hunt, and Watkins, you have an elite, elite offense. The offensive line stays very much intact. Kansas City, is, if they can stay healthy, they are my team to come out of the AFC. Titans, Patriots, Chiefs, and then, so Titans, Patriots, Chiefs, and I'm missing one team. The North, I'll say the Steelers win that division. I'll say my wild cards, you're going to get one from the AFC West. You're going to get either Denver, who's very talented, or the LA Chargers. And I believe you'll get both in there, actually. Both. It's going to be that competitive a division with Kansas City sneaking it out. In the NFC, my wild card selections are going to be... hmm, I'm going to definitely take the Vikings. I'm not going to take New Orleans. I'm going to take Seattle, actually. And I'm going to take the Buccaneers winning the division outright. So I'm going to definitely switch it up. Jameis is going to get back. The the Bucs will find a way with Fitzpatrick to beat the Steelers in week three. Then they will go to Chicago, get to two and two, hit a little bit of a roll to get back to where they need to get to. So I believe the Bucs, even though this Jameis thing is not going to be good, I think the Bucks are still going to win that division. And then I believe the Giants, I have the Giants, the Niners. And then in the North, I have the Packers with the Vikings getting in as well. And in the NFC South, I just have straight Bucks. And I told you I had Seattle and the Niners. And then in the NFC Championship, we're going to have in the Final Four, we're going to have Green Bay, we're going to have San Francisco in the NFC Championship, but rounding out the Final Four, we're not going to have the Bucs. We're going to put forth the Minnesota Vikings, the Packers, the Giants, and the Niners. In the AFC, we have we maybe throw the Steelers in there, but we'll have Patriots, Titans, and Chiefs, and the Chiefs over the Patriots, the Niners over Green Bay in the NFC Championship, and the Niners over Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. 27 to 23. So that is my entire, entire blueprint for the NFL season. It's my entire layout. I enjoyed making this video. It is a lengthy, lengthy video, but I appreciate you guys hanging with the program today and hanging with and watching and leave your thoughts and comments below. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Take care. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.